the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 117 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 12. I'm Liam, and I'm 9. Yep, and we're back, and uh, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about some Star Wars and stuff that we've been up to. We were just watching The Phantom Menace. We have started our yearly chronological watch through of what is now nine movies no what no ten 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 movies and we're going to add an 11th movie this year but we're going to talk about that later uh so Let's uh, let's talk about yeah the Phantom Menace. Uh, we kind of uh, as we were watching Anna, you talked about the age difference between Padme and Anakin, yeah. and, and I looked it up and it says that uh, Anakin's about nine and Padme is about fourteen, very young queen. But then I'm like, hey, Liam, Anakin is your age. You are the age of Anakin in the Phantom Menace. Do you feel like Anakin is your age? Do you feel like uh, like he acts like a nine year old? I think he's older than me. He acts older than you? Yeah, you think older. so? He looks older than me. He Does looks he? like he's a 10, 11 Anna's age. Hmm. I don't remember how, how old Jake Lloyd was when, when they filmed. Probably I 11 think he or 10. 10. Uh, he might have been 10. 10. Yeah. I think yeah. I feel like he acts younger than you in, really? in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways he, he does, acts. but then he also acts older in a lot mm, of ways. Yeah. Yeah, like the way when he talks to Qui-Gon, like, One thing I is, think you have. You know, hear that line always gets me. Let's just say if there were some strangers I've never met, I wouldn't mm. invite them into my house. Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that I met like five minutes ago, I probably wouldn't invite them into my house. Yeah, good idea. So, um, <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate like, it. You just bring home four people, including a joy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we thought one of them was an angel, then maybe. Yeah. If the other one was a Jedi, then I'd be mad if you didn't invite them into our home, I guess. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, Liam, you and I also, uh, we started uh, reading... Han and Chewy Adventures. Han and Chewy Adventure, yeah, which is a choose-your-own-adventure book by Kevin Scott. And uh, that's pretty fun. What do you think of that? Yep. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so far we... haven't won yet, but we've died like five times, and we're on a really, really, really big one. We've gone through like... Mm, 15, 14 minutes. Mm, we have a pretty good streak going. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see tonight maybe uh, what happens. But, we'll win um, it or lose it. Yeah. So one thing that I noticed with this book is it's not like the choose-your-own-adventure books that I read when I was a kid because the ones I read when I was a kid, you almost always died. Like, you would just die. You'd fall down a pit and die, and that would be the end of the story. But with this one, it's like, uh, they get captured by the Imperials, and, you know, they'll have to find a way out eventually, you know, something like that. So, so far they haven't died. Or like, oh, like, oh, darn it, Han said, we're never gonna get this cargo to Jabba. Yeah, we're stuck on this planet forever, right? Because it's not, you're... You're trying. You're not trying not to die. You're trying to get the cargo mm-hmm. to Jabba. Now, Anna, you've read through this book already, right? And yeah. You, you read until you were successful. 
Yeah, well, yeah. it was, like, hard for me because, you know, I'm, like, a natural, like, peacekeeper. Mm. So I want everything oh, yeah. to be peaceful. <laughs> so I don't think, like, a smuggler. Uh-huh. So I'm, like, I'm, like, okay, what's the most peaceful situation? Uh-huh. And a lot of the times I die because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Is there more than one way to, um, to win? Have wow. You, did you figure that out? Yeah, because I wonder if there's more than one successful round. I think there is. Yeah, there I might be. I think I've done two. Okay, maybe. okay. Not sure. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to keep reading. See where it goes. We'll choose another adventure tonight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's about it for our Star Wars stuff. Let's head on over to the news. All right, so we have a announcement for, well, I mean, this is not an official announcement, but uh, Variety has said this, and Entertainment Weekly has said it, so it's pretty much as official as it gets without Star Wars saying it, without Lucasfilm saying it. Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be the lead in The Mandalorian. I assume that means that he is going to play Diana. The Mandalorian, like the person who you see in the photo. Right, who knows? Maybe that's not the main character of The Mandalorian. I would be shocked if that was the case yeah <laughs> um so i have only seen pedro pascal in game of thrones which means you kids haven't seen him in anything uh really familiar. does he yeah so in game of thrones he plays uh prince oberon if anyone has uh, seen game of thrones um he uh he's the guy who loses to the mountain in a horribly horrific way uh anyway the mountain is another character in game of thrones anyway he was not like a big a big guy the mother the mountain the mountain i don't think that was a name given to him by his mom okay (laughs) his brother's name is the hound so anyway (laughs) i think it's a very rhythmic name pedro pascal pedro pascal yeah it's a alliteration yeah p and p yep Yep. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Lord. You are only nine, I guess. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, you know, not a lot more to report there. Just uh, pretty cool. And uh, another, um, another casting. I guess this one I would call more of a, a rumor, although it's the the rap, which is an entertainment website, entertainment news website. The rap uh, is reporting this as if it's fact, and they're pretty reliable, I think. Uh, that uh, Gina Carano is also going to be in the Mandalorian, and here she is an MMA fighter. Uh, she kicks butt in real life, actual fighting, like like boxing. But so if fi- she gets fighter, like a role like, where she's gonna like do a bunch of action stuff, she's gonna like yeah. She's gonna be amazing. She's, she's gonna keep yeah. butt. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah. She is, uh, like Mixed martial arts is MMA. So that means it's uh, you know it's like karate and judo. You know, like any kind of like uh, basically you just fight however you can. Like me and Fred do. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not um, you know there there are rules to it, we but it's way more open than and... boxing. It's like kicking. It's kickboxing. It's uh, oh, kicking you know. hurts. Yeah, right, right. It does. So a she's, lot. she looks, yeah, yeah it's gonna this, be pretty cool. In this picture, she looks really fierce. Fierce. That's a good word, Liam. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. So um, that's her. So there, there's a couple uh, uh, casting 
pretty sure casting announcements for The Mandalorian. There's one pretty so. sure and one... Yeah. Pretty sure. I'd say one's about 95, the other one's about 85. 80, 85, maybe. So here's another uh, bit of news that I first saw on the Roku Depot Facebook page. They linked to an article on OuterRimNews.com, which Outer Rim News had uh, linked to an original story, which was on WDW. <laughs> Too late. I know. Yes, we I know. <laughs> but this is how news goes, you know? Like, you see it somewhere, and then if you go to the place, and then they'll link to the original place, and they'll link to... So, as far as I could tell, the, it originated on WDWinfo.com, which is Walt Disney World Info. It's like a informational site oh, about all things Disney uh, about this really cool new lightsaber idea oh, like a product what is it? it's a product um I am going to ready I'm ready let's see this let's see it let's see it let's see it so this is not a product that is going to be sold for sure right um, what happened was this is a a patent that was filed with the United States patent office do you guys know what a patent is nope so if i had an idea for uh like i may i had an invention right uh let's say i invented an actual lightsaber like a lightsaber that actually worked and it was just like a lightsaber and you could i could cut a tree down with it like nothing and right um if i invented that I would send the plans for it, right? All the schematics, all the drawings, how it works, everything. I would send that to the United States Patent Office. And they would put it on file and say, this is your thing. It would be my thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you get mostly all the money. Right, right. So so if it, it's a way for people who invent something to say, this is my thing. You can't copy it. I did the work on this. I oh, invented it. Yeah. I figured it out. Um, this is, I, I should be the one who makes the money off of this, right? Who is that for this? Disney. Uh, so, so this WDWinfo.com, right? This website that originally wrote about this, they must check the patent office information every once in a while, which is publicly available information. You can go to the United States patent website and say, Hey, what patents has Disney filed recently? Right? Uh Because it's public information. It's not private. That's the whole point of a patent. You don't have to hide it because it's yours. Like once the patent office says you have this idea, if you're the first one to ha- first one to have it and first one to file that patent, it's yours. So uh. anyway, cool new lightsaber idea. So it has a hilt, just like a normal lightsaber, right? But um, it has. It's like uh, the way the way that it explained it, and I'll kind of explain it, and you kids can look at these diagrams. And I'll maybe I'll I'll post a link to this website on. Uh, childrenoftheforce.com so you can see this also. So the way it works is imagine a tape measure, okay? Uh You know how when a tape measure is all out, right? Yeah. And you hit that button and it goes back in really fast? Uh Uh-huh. Okay? So imagine there's a motor inside the tape measure and when the tape measure is all the way in, you hit the button and it goes out. Uh Okay? So it's like there's two tape measures within the hilt, okay? Uh And there's two spools, there's two reels, right? And you hit the button and the motor turns on and the two spools, the two spools come out of the hilt at the same time and they, they're kind of both, you know, each of them is bent a little bit to make like a half circle, right? Uh-huh. And as they come out, they, they zip like a zipper together and they come out of the hilt together and they form the shape 
of a lightsaber blade, and there are LED lights on the inside of it. Oh my gosh, it's like an actual lightsaber. So you see a light, and it's an actual, like when it's all retracted, it's just a hilt. That's so cool. So you hit the button, and it shoots out, and then you hit the button again, and it comes back in. Awesome. It looks, it sounds so cool. It sounds so amazing. I mean, it probably won't like cut like an actual lightsaber. But oh no, it won't, it, won't, it won't have any cutting power. And my guess is it won't be as strong as uh, it. Like you wouldn't be able to lightsaber fight with it as much. Like I don't think the uh, yeah. the blade itself isn't going to be as durable as like the toy versions that you have, Liam, or even the prop versions, right? The, like the one that uh, Tony has, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but still. This thing, like I, I when I read about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool! I want one right now. <laughs> of course, it's gonna make the noise and everything too, you know. But it's gonna pop out of the actual hilt. It's, it's gonna, it it's sounds so cool. so cool. It sounds so cool. Uh, Wait, are they actually gonna make it? Though? Well, they filed the patent, but who knows? Maybe it won't work. Maybe they'll say this works, but it's just not safe. Maybe uh, there's a reason. You know what I mean? But at least they're thinking about it. Yeah. And, like, think about all the other things they're working on that we don't even know yet, right? Yeah. It's super cool. It's going to be... I that idea before. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I could have made all the money. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So here's a little quote from Billy Lord, who spoke to Entertainment Tonight. That's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Uh, she plays... Lieutenant Connix, remember, in uh, uh-huh. The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and she's going to also be in Episode 9. Uh, she said, I gotta watch myself because the Star Wars PD, meaning the police department, the Star Wars police are gonna come get me, but it is incredible. Like, she doesn't want to say a lot about Episode 9, right? Oh, yeah. Because the Star Wars police will come get her. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, she said, I've read the script, and I've been on set. I was on set for like three weeks back in September, and it is going to be magical. I can't say much more, but I'm so excited about it and so grateful to be a part of it. Star Wars is my heart. I love it. So that's pretty cool. She says it's going to be magical. So, you know, just a little bit of excitement for episode nine. We're uh, we're a little over a year away now, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Wait, who's directing this one? J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's coming up? December of next year. All right. So one more bit of news here. Some bad news about Vader's shadow. He can't find it anywhere. He tries to run away from it, and it follows him. Wait, no, that's those are two different things. Anyway, wow. remember Vader's shadow? Remember the the comic series that Chuck Wendig was writing, and then Marvel fired Chuck Wendig because Marvel was being some not good. People for that, <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I couldn't find would. couldn't find some right words. Yeah, yeah, if we weren't recording. I may have said like poopy pants or something, but um, wow, not do that. yeah, hey, poopy pants mm-hmm. or <sighs> butt. They're being butts. But yeah, that's even worse. These are the bad words I hear my pre-K and kindergartners use, <laughs> <sighs> and it's not funny at the time, but. Uh, Later on, I can laugh about it, I guess. Um, yeah, so now, unfortunately, uh, I mean, remember, this is going to be like, there was going to be an, a comic issue about Will Row Hood and oh, one yeah. about the Acolytes of the Beyond, oh, who were like yeah. the kind of Vader worshippers after he died, oh, yeah. trying to find his red lightsaber. And 
Multiple websites are reporting that Marvel has notified retailers that the entire miniseries, originally intended to debut this month, has been canceled and will not be resolicited. No. So they are just saying we're not going to do it at all. And we know that Chuck Wendig had finished writing three of them. What? Three of what? the five issues. Wow. So now it's not even, those aren't coming out. And then mm-hmm. they didn't find a new author to do the other two. And yeah, it's hey, just let's really pause disappointing. This. Let's yeah. pause this so you can say. No, stuff. no, no. It's okay. Um, so that's a bummer. I'm super sad about that because I wanted to read those issues. So, uh, Marvel, they'll do better, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully this guy who's editing the Star Wars comics will the one who's responsible for firing chuck wendig can hopefully find a new job or something um that'd be awesome really quick uh one thing i forgot to write here but uh on our show notes but i wanted to mention was that it's been announced that uh a little little bit of a news from celebration uh second city which is a comedy troupe in chicago very famous very old uh comedy group uh, a lot of famous comedians have come out of the second city comedy troupe in Chicago, uh, they're going to be at Celebration. And I'm assuming they're going to have a whole Star Wars comedy show, and I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, I think we're going to go. We're going to try to go. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... Oh, yeah, it'll be... I think it'll be kid-friendly. Even if it's not, it'll be fine. Yeah, and they also just announced some authors who are going to be at Star Wars Celebration. Um, guess who's going to be there? <gasps> Jeffrey Brown. We need to meet up with Jeffrey Brown. Maybe do yes. a little mini interview with him if we yes. can get him to talk to us. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Jeffrey Brown, of course, the author. Of course. Uh, of course, uh, Jeffrey Brown. The author of <laughs> of uh, all the Vader and Son and Vader's Little Princess and uh, Good Night Darth Vader, right? A- and what, Anna? Oh, and Jedi yeah. Academy. And the first, yeah, the original yeah. the original trilogy it's, of it's Jedi, Jedi Academy. It's amazing. Uh is that what what's that, Liam? The, you of said, course, uh, Jeffrey Brown. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, that was. Of course, it's a, a callback to a thing that I talked about on a previous episode about yeah. uh, public radio, radio announcers. Say, of course, uh, that was of course uh, this person, and of course, it's like you don't know who that is. This is of course say. the yeah. Burning Brother. No, that, that's uh, actually anyway. a real thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So the Jeffrey Brown, uh, Scott, Kevin Scott, who wrote uh, Adventures in Wild Space, and also this oh. Choose Your Own Adventure book that we're reading, Liam. Uh, he's going to be there, and uh, there's going to be uh, wait, last. In oh, space, uh, was what's her name? Uh, you know the Star Wars author who's the best Star Wars author ever and wrote Lost Stars. <gasps> oh, <laughs> she's going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. Totally blanking on Claudia names right now. Cla- Gray. Claudia Gray. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, uh, Star Wars names are just not coming to me right now. So, uh, so let's find this this little mini video that they uh, that they yeah. So Timothy Zahn, who wrote Thrawn, all the Thrawn books. Uh, Delilah Dawson, who wrote Phasma. Ooh. Claudia Gray, Yay. who is writing the upcoming Masters and Apprentice uh, about Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Um, and uh, Mr. Alphabet Squadron himself, Alexander Freed, uh, <laughs> and Kevin Scott, yeah, like I said, uh, and Jeffrey Brown. Pretty cool. Yeah. We skip one. We're happy about that. Oh, yes, uh, they also announced uh, Katie Cook, who wrote Star Wars Search Your Feelings. And uh, Alexander Freed also wrote the 
Uh, it was like Kylo Ren. The first kind of. uh, Battlefront book, which was the one of the very few books I didn't read, unfortunately. Um, just couldn't Alphabet get into it. Yeah. But he's writing Alphabet Squadron also, so we'll have to ask him about so his his uh, name choice. Ach, no, what is it? What's a Oric Oric Besh Crash? His ABCs, his Oric Besh Crashes. Or That's ABC in Arabesh. Arak Besh. But Fresh. he's not going to know that Bash when you say it. He'll be like, yeah. dude, you write Star Wars books. How do you not know what we're oh, saying? Oh, I'm pretty sure he knows the first three letters of Arabesh. Anyway, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I was uh, looking through my old canon news possibilities and uh, i realized i'd never told you guys about this thing about uh thrawn alliances right this is the book where thrawn and vader team up and then we also see a flashback of thrawn and anakin teaming up on batu mm-hmm. um which is the city the you know the outpost the black spire outpost which is what galaxy's edge is going to be based on the the disney land and disney world star wars land there's this whole thing about Chiss children. Remember, uh, Thrawn is Chiss. Mm-hmm. And there are um, Force-sensitive Chiss. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they are kids, and they're almost always female, uh, they have uh, Force-sensitivity, and it's almost always precognition, meaning they can see things before they happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it fades with time. So... When they're kids, they can do this this force ability, but then as they get older, almost all of them lose it, or they only have a little bit of it left, right? Uh-huh. They just can't do it into adulthood. Um, he can see, but that's what Thrawn is. Well, and it's possible. Because he can always see things before and, they happen. And as far as we know, Thrawn, you know, he is he presents as male, as, as a man. A male chiss, and we but assume it he say is only female. It doesn't. It says mostly female, and actually, Thrawn said mostly in the book. And I think it was hinted at in the book that Thrawn was one of the few male chiss who had this ability, and he kept more of it than other chiss do. You know? How come you didn't tell <clears> us this? This is like big. Yeah, this is pretty big. Okay, here, but here's here a cool thing. Up. Okay. So they used, the Chiss used these kids, right? Kind of like, well, no, I mean, think of it as like the Jedi use kids too, right? Like the Republic uses the Jedi, right? Uh, As peacekeepers, sort of, right? So uh, these kids in Chiss society are used to plot hyperspace lanes. So basically they, you know, they meditate and they say, you know, uh, you can go in hyperspace and if you go this way, then you're not going to run into any stars, right? Or you're not going to run into a planet, okay? Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a hyperspace lane, basically. That's why there's hyperspace lanes, right? That's why people can't just say, I want to go here in hyperspace, and they go there, and that's and it's a straight shot. They have to take, it's almost like roads, right? And and oh, the they hy- have to go, and then they, and have, to they have to stop, and then they have to go, go again, because... Oh, like to get on a different highway. Yeah, because otherwise they might accidentally run into a star. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is something that Han Solo said in A New Hope. You know, within the first hour of any Star Wars ever, hyperspace lanes were talked about. Because Luke's like, let's go. And Han said, hey, it's, you know, this isn't like dust and crops, boy. Uh, You know, if I plug in the coordinates too fast, we might 
hit a star and go supernova or something like that. I can't remember the exact quote, but he's saying we have to be careful. We have to be careful, right? Okay, so given all that, this is what what they're called. Uh, So Thrawn is explaining all this to Vader, right? And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit out of the book here, out of Thrawn Alliances. There was a flicker in Thrawn's sense. Vader looked up to see a small smile on his face. Do you find this amusing, Admiral? He challenged. Not at all, my lord, Thrawn hastened to assure him. I was simply recalling a memory. I told you the Chiss call this talent Third Sight. What I hadn't yet spoken of is the title these navigators are given once they take their posts. Which is? The Chun, that means like the Chiss, basically. The Chiss word is Ozili Eshembo, Thrawn said. In basic, it translates to Skywalker. Oh my. What? Another small smile. You can imagine my momentary confusion when I first encountered General Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) He's saying this to Vader. And this is before he and Vader really hash it out that he knows who Vader is. But he does. He does. Okay. He well first but he Vader suspected know that he knows. And Vader finds out basically that he knows and doesn't kill him, which is pretty Whoa. amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. So so it's like, he finds out that he knows and doesn't kill him. Mind <laughs> blown. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how cool is that? That that Chiss call their force sensitive kids Skywalkers. And it makes me think like I always go back to Shmi, and Shmi's last name is Skywalker. Whose last name was it before it was hers? Where did Shmi come from? Why, you know, why of all the people in the galaxy did, you know, was Shmi the person who had the chosen one? Right? And if we believe her, there was no father. And if we look into Darth Plagueis, which is legends, but some of this stuff has kind of been brought into canon, it's possible that Darth Plagueis was responsible for Anakin being sort of the force putting Anakin inside of Shmi, right? Um, or it was the force trying to balance itself out because Darth Plagueis and Darth and, and Palpatine, Darth Sidious were getting so powerful that the force basically created spontaneously created the chosen one to try to balance that out. Right. Mm-hmm. Which eventually did happen, of course, when Anakin, of course, when uh, Anakin slash Darth Vader killed Palpatine and then died, and thus ended the Sith. Of course, um, of, course. <laughs> of course. So we don't know, and we don't know where, why, why Shmi, and we don't know where she got the name Skywalker. Of course. And what if you know she got that? What if Shmi comes from Force sensitive people? And what if they took the name Skywalker because they had come across Force-sensitive Sith? Or, not Sith, Chiss. Chiss. I don't know. It seems like a pretty big coincidence. Yeah. And and pretty cool. And it makes it just makes my mind Turn. go, it turns and turns. turns exactly. all those gears. And one gear connects to the other. And that one connects to another one. Mm-hmm. And now eventually mm-hmm. they all circle mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Boop. They're one big circle. So... <laughs> Usually we'd go to the question and answer console, but actually let's go to Stump the Lump first because it actually has to do with, uh, you know, uh, the pre-The Phantom Menace Shmi and a little bit more about what 
she was up to before we see her in The Phantom Menace. So let's go stump the lip. <laughs> So what, what is the name of Jabba the Hutt's sister, who we see in the Phantom Menace? And we hear her name in the Phantom Menace. Because she owned Anakin and Shmi, and lost them in a bet to Watto. We hear it in the second movie, too. Do we? Hmm, I think uh, Little Annie says it. Little Annie says that we were sold to Watto and he he won a bet against who owned them before. Do you remember I her name? I forget what her name is. Starts with a G. G- Gabala. Uh, Grabala is from, uh, it's from the Freemaker Adventures. Remember Grabala. <laughs> He's so funny he wants to open up a... What's he want to open? Up a resort. <laughs> resort. Grabala. Grabila. Kapala. Kupa. Guba. Ig. Gru. Galera. You're pretty close with Grabala. It's Gardula. Oh, Gardula the yeah. Hut. Gardula. Gardula. Yeah. Gardula. Gardula yep. the Hut. The right. Hut. Okay. You're both lumps. I'm sorry. Am I buttoning? Okay. Okay, let's head on over to Q&A Council. Yep. The question and answer council where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer All right, on a scale of 1 to 17. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you think you will enjoy the holiday special? I'm going to ask this question and answer council question uh, after we watch the holiday special, too, and we're going to compare your answers. So, how much do you think you will enjoy the holiday special, Anna? 1 out of 17? Yeah. How much you'll enjoy making fun of it, or how much you'll actually enjoy watching it? (sighs) How much will you enjoy watching it? I guess... Four, four, three, three. Liam, how about you? <laughs> two, a two for watching it, but in all, I think I'm gonna enjoy it like an eight. Yeah, okay. Because I'm gonna love laughing at it, like Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. Yeah! I enjoy that because we get a laugh at it and just okay. laugh. Also, okay. any screen is entertaining. Any screen <laughs> is entertaining. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think except this is going to. Except for that larva one. <laughs> I think this is going. Except for Larva, the TV show. <laughs> yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, it. Don't watch up, it. Search Larva <laughs> no, up on don't, Netflix. Don't, don't. It is awful. Don't, don't Sorry, apolo- apologies if, up. by the way, you like Larva or Barbie <laughs> and the Dreamhouse. So um, let's you know, be careful here. I Some people, people might people like, like those. Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. Yeah. Oh, I just don't get the Larva. Look at it, people. Let their kids oh, watch. Okay, stop oh, okay, it. Okay, stop, stop it. That's not necessary. Um, yeah, so I think on a scale of 1 to 17, I'm going to enjoy watching the holiday special 2. They get money for it. Did you know that? Who get money? 
the people who make Larva, they get some of the mo- money from Netflix. They get paid to... Of course they do. <laughs> okay, no, stop it. It's totally not worth, <laughs> not worth money. Like, okay, here's my second question for the question. All right, let's move on. Let's move along. Well, that's bio. That's biofuel right there. All right, let's move along. <laughs> Next question for the question out circuits. I have two. Was the death toll actually catastrophic do in the Phantom sure? Menace? The death toll was catastrophic. What do you think? I don't know what that means. So that means that there was a bunch of people who died on Naboo. And when Sio Bibble sends that message to Padme, <laughs> right? And he says the death toll the death toll was catastrophic, right? Was it actually? Or was he being forced to say that? Either way, you could see you could say it's a trap, right? It Him sending the message. It wasn't. It wasn't. You don't think so, Liam? It wasn't. I don't think. Okay. I think oh, it, there was some death, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was quite catastrophic. I mm-hmm. think they were making him like, like over. Overstated. Yeah. 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 To try to get them to return. But there was some death. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I, I think there had to have been some death because there had to have been some pretty strong resistance to it. Like, I can't imagine they he all also, just said. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be that like forceful about it. I don't know. If they had a blaster to his head, he might be. True. I'm not sure. It was a trap. I never trust that guy. I've never trusted him, and I Mm. just plain up don't like him. You don't like Sao I think he... I don't either. All right. Well, I asked you, Liam, this morning to come up with a joke uh, during school, but you were just too busy with your schoolwork, so I guess you didn't come up with one, huh? Yeah, that's totally why I was too busy. Yeah? Um, No, I didn't come up with one. Mm, Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. Why did Darth Maul eat tacos? Why did Darth Maul eat tacos? Because... Because he likes to eat tacos. I knew it. I have one. I have okay, one. Okay. Why does Java like to climb a tree? I don't know. Why does Java like to climb a tree? Because he's just so slippery. Get it? <laughs> Why does Java eat frogs? What? No, I don't get it, Anna. Okay. You were supposed to get it. frogs? Well, I don't know. Why does Java eat frogs? Because he likes to. No, because they're both slimy. Oh Isn't it? Because they're both slimy. Wow. No, it's because he right. likes to. <laughs> I can't stop. Oh. That's so funny. And with I'm that, we are going no. to uh, sign off here. Wait, wait, Thank wait, you wait, wait, for what? Is what? episode 117. Yeah. We rest rate at 1 to 17. Oh, yeah, cool. Is this the only time it's going to be like this? Savor it. Kind Cherishing of this moment. All right. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 117 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better and to, uh, yeah, hopefully buy a really nice voice recorder, uh, handheld thing that we can, uh, record people <laughs> like hopefully Jeffrey Brown. If we run into him, we see him somehow at celebration. We'll see. I don't know. And I'm not sure how that's going to happen, but I'd really like to. To help us buy for celebration. Yeah. To help us. Yeah. Pay for celebration and post podcasts episodes from celebration. 
So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At First Children. On Facebook, we are. Children of the Force. Our email address is? Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is? www.childrenoftheforce.com I got it right! Head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show or just record something on your phone and email it to forcechildren at gmail.com And finally, leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. Uh, Or anywhere else you listen to us, really. Uh, But iTunes would be the best. Uh, Or Apple Podcasts or whatever whatever you listen on. Uh, it really does help the show get into more people's ears. You know, when people search up Star Wars Kids for podcasts, uh, our show does pop up, but you got to scroll way too far down for that. doesn't make sense to me, because really there's not a lot of Star Wars podcasts that have kids in them. Uh, you know, there's a few other ones besides us, and that's about it. So, you know, we'd like to get up there. So if you could uh, give us ratings on iTunes and write something, just say, this show's great. Or, this show is okay. Uh, Or, this show isn't all that great, but I listen to it anyway, because I don't know what else I would do if I didn't listen to it. Or, I listened to one episode and it was the worst, so I'm not doing it ever again. Yep. (laughs) You can still do that, and it'll still get us up higher. (laughs) Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. As long as you still click click five stars. It's totally for adults. Oh, yeah. That'll get us real low. That'll take us off. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you.